0: Welcome into the Shop Management Show presented by AutoLeap. I'm your host, Will. This podcast will explore the experiences, challenges, and lessons learned of auto repair shop owners. We'll cover every topic imaginable from EVs to ADOS, right to repair, the technician shortage, and so much more. AutoLeap is an all in one cloud based shop management software that allows shop owners to better run their business, increase efficiency, and grow revenue. You can find a link to schedule a free demo with AutoLeap in the show notes of this episode please like, share, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. How can shop owners as part of this system ensure that they're not over-allocating or under-allocating into specific buckets that you just were talking through?
1: Well, so, so the first thing they're gonna have to do is they're gonna have to look at their income statement and hopefully everybody out there has an income statement. If you don't, make sure you get with somebody that can prepare you a proper PRL or income statement. They're both the same thing, just using different verbiage. And I would say is you want somebody that can pr- pr- can prepare that within two weeks at the most. Like If you just ended your August books, by September 15th, somebody should be able to hand you your income statement for August and then the rest of the year together. Uh, a lot of times I see shop owners where they don't even do any of their taxes until the end of the year, and they just take a big old shoebox and throw it at the accountant, and they they don't have a clue um i want you to i want you to be able i would love for you to be able to see your income statement within a day if at all possible if you have somebody on site like a bookkeeper or somebody then they should be spending part of their time doing that and preparing that so basically what you're going to do is you're going to pull this income statement slash prl out and you're going to look at it hopefully it's sliced and diced into a great way uh if somebody's out there and listening and they want a copy of our um, chart of accounts that we recommend. Uh, maybe we can put a link or something into the podcast, or if they want to email me, Chris at autofixsos.com, they can, and I can send that out. But it, it's going to have like your income, your your cost of goods sold, and you're going to slice and dice that up. And what you're going to do is you're going to figure out what you're currently spending in those categories. Now we're going to be close. But here's the other thing, our parts category, most of the time when people start with me, their parts cost is about 23% or higher. And we want that to be 23% down to 20% as a cost of total sales. So what we need to do is look at our parts cost and then figure out what it is and then figure that, you know, um, allocate that but what happens is if you have cores that aren't returned if you're not using the parts matrix if you have a warranty issue that's going to mess that figure up just a little bit so so you have to be a little bit nimble the first couple of months you may have to move something from one and reallocate it to another but you're basically just going to look at your income statement break it down into those categories and then be like okay based on the last six months the last year these are my percentages, and this is where I need to start. And then after that, you're just um, slowly making changes over time. Like usually, what we do is we don't make any changes at all in that first quarter. We run through the quarter and see what we've got and the accounts that we've got extra. And then the great thing about it is, if you end that first quarter and you've got two, three, four thousand dollars sitting there extra, then all that can go to the profit account. But and then you just switch your allocations out and and make your allocations more dialed in, and then you run it for another quarter and go from there.
0: Yeah, it's great to hear the upside of how the system can work. Back to the income statement, how often would you recommend that an auto repair shop owner is looking through their income statement, and then what should they prioritize on it in terms of what they're looking at?
1: Well, I mean, they should be looking at it, you know, at least monthly, if not more. And so, so really the The point of sale system or the SMS system does a great job of kind of getting you close in the day to day, but if you really want to look at, you know, fine point, where's the money going? What are my expenses? How are the margins working out? The only place you have to get that is from the income statement or the PRL. So if you're not reviewing it every month, let's let's say you don't have one, or let's say your accountant or bookkeeper's behind, you can't look at it for three or four months. Cash is getting tight. You don't know what's going on. Finally, you get to see one, say, in April for January, February, and March, and your parts margins out of whack for some reason by 10 or 15%. Now you have to go on a fact finding mission to figure out okay, um, did we not get cores in? Is somebody stealing from the company? What's going on? And so you're three months late to the party, even four months late to the party. And then by the time you're trying to adjust it, some the whole situation may have changed. So if you're looking at it weekly, biweekly, once a month, then you can see the changes that need to be made and make them um, better in
0: real time. I wanted to kind of zoom back out and focus on an effective cash flow strategy and the upside that that presents for a shop and able to achieve their goals. What does the upside of that kind of look like when this system is in place? It's running well and everything is being allocated as intended, and you feel very streamlined and professional with this process.
1: Well, really, the sky's the limit at that point. When when you're when you're in it and you're in control of your cash, again, you have access to cash. Number one. Number two, your checks are getting cash. So the family's happy and your family budget is good. Um, You can do any type of expansion project you want to within reason. You you show a track record. That's the other thing is a lot of shop owners, they get their income statement at the end of the year and the accountant says, oh, you made $80,000 in profit. Sometimes shop owners try to hide that so that they don't have to pay taxes. I'm all for... That's re- one of the reasons why we have our, our tax bucket is so that we're setting money aside. And then, so here's the great thing is if you set money aside all year and you, January 3rd or 4th, you hand your statement over to the accountant and they say, hey, you know you only owe $10,000 in taxes, but you've got $27,000 sitting there. Then you just cut the IRS a check on you know January 7th. It's done and over with. And then the rest of that gets dispersed back to the owner or the employees or however you want to do that. There's so many more options for your business when you have cash. It's it's unbelievable. Like really, when I say sky the limit, sky's the limit, sky is the limit. Um, When you when you have cash like that, too, it also opens you up to opportunities to become a multi shop owner if you're interested in doing that. Um, There are a lot of other shops that are that go out of business just overnight and they just lock up the doors and go away. You can get into that business for pennies on the dollar or just go in and assume the the rent or the lease on the building, set it up, and then you're back in business and running. So, I mean, I can spend a lot of time talking about all the things, but really um, one of the things that uh, when I was teaching one of my classes, we were going through the allocations and I was like, you can make an allocation bucket for anything. And and a guy's like, hey, I want to buy a plane. I'm like, that's fine. You just do it. Label it plane bucket and you just put money in that account. That's your money to do whatever you want to with. Um I need to check back out with him and see if he ever bought his plane, but uh uh you know, again, sky's the limit.
0: And then on the other end, what is the downside of choosing to kind of ignore your cash flow strategy, trying to remember everything on your own, doing things manually, not having a system in place? What is the effect of that over time on your business and the potential negative effects it will have?
1: Well, what I find is some shop owners don't have processes and procedures. Some shop owners do have processes and procedures. Some very seldomly have a process and procedure for how they handle cash and how they handle vendor payments and everything else like that. So what happened, what happens is, is over time, if you're, if you're just sitting back and your margins are eroding, uh, let's look at what's happened the last couple of years. If, if you're, uh, Mr. Nice shop owner or Mrs. Nice shop owner, inflation's gone up and you feel sorry for your people, um, your customers, then your parts margin may have eroded. Maybe before you were only using the list price instead of a parts matrix. Maybe you were getting 35%. And now you're getting 28%. What happens is cash just goes away out of the business. Same thing with the labor margin. Cash goes away out of the business. And then what happens is, is, this is just a deterioration Bills don't get paid on time, so vendors cut you off. Uh, You make sure that all your your internal employees uh, make sure their checks are cash, so you write a check to yourself thinking, oh, it's kind of like sales tax, oh, I'll pay myself that next month, and then you take that paper check and put it in your top drawer of your desk, and before you know it, you've got like eight of those checks stacked up in there, and then And then the deterioration at home happens, because if you were writing yourself a check and then not cashing it, then your budget at home gets messed up. And so it's just like a a downward glide. Uh, And it it can take 18 months. It can take two years, three years to this for this downward spiral to finally finish because, you know, you've got cash flow a little bit and you're paying people, but there's no quote unquote extra because the margins are too
0: low. So for a shop owner who wants to go about implementing an effective cash flow strategy, how can they get started? How can they kind of simplify? It may feel complex at first putting all of this into place. How can they kind of simplify the installation of this and get going even despite some of their lingering doubts about how this process will take place? Well, really the hardest the hardest part
1: is just making a decision you want to do it. Uh, the information is all out there. Like I like I did a webinar for you guys. I've done a webinar on my on my own. You can go to several different YouTube places and find it and listen to it. You know, basically you're putting profits first in your business. There was a book called Profit First. Uh, what I've done is read that book, combined it with the Dave Ramsey method, and combined it into my AutoShop Profits and Cash Flow method. But but really, one you have to decide I'm committed to this and want to do it, and then two you have to start. You know putting it into place usually the big hurdle is the bank and really once you get past the bank the allocations and everything just kind of fall in line after that there's again just just like anything getting started if you're out there and you're like oh i want a coach but whatever and then if you never call a coach or you never call anybody or if you never call a peer group then guess what you can't ever get started so one if cash flow is an issue First, look at your margins. If your margins are not the the typical margins like I'm talking about, then you got to fix those. Um, After you fix your margins, then start making sure you have a surplus in those accounts and then use it to your advantage.
0: That's great perspective. Any closing advice or insights that you'd like to share on the topic of effective cash flow strategies?
1: No, I think we've covered it really good. Um, I think what we just talked about about getting started is is super huge. I have people call me all the time. We're always talking to sh- great shop owners all across the country. Coaches are doing a great job, but usually what happens, or not usually, sometimes what happens is is people will contact me, and for whatever reason, they don't pull the trigger. They don't do it as far as coaching goes, or or having somebody help them implement the the auto shop profits and cash flow strategy. And then they sit, and then what I find is that six months later, they'll reach back out to me, and they're like, okay, I'm finally, the pain is finally enough. I'm ready to go. And then we get started, and they're like, man, that was so easy. I wished I would have started it six months ago. I wish I would have started it eight months ago. So I would tell you, if you're sitting out there, if you're having trouble in your auto repair shop, don't wait. It's not going to automatically fix itself. You're going to have to have somebody else out there watching over you, helping you, and if not now, when? Uh, Get out there, get started, don't put it off, and and then go out and realize your dreams because everybody's dreams are attainable, but you got to
0: make strides to get there. Thank you so much for joining me today, Chris, and we'll be back soon with the next episode of the Shop Management Show presented by AutoLeap.